majesty. He is an awesome God, is he not? Oh, he is an awesome, awesome God. Hallelujah. Are you thankful to be saved and just to be in his presence? Mm. Hallelujah. You know, whether he comes in like a dove or whether he comes in with great power or whether he comes in with great peace or great joy, you know, whatever, however he chooses to manifest himself, uh, it's perfect for our situation, is it not? He knows exactly what we need. He knows where we're at. And more importantly, he knows where he's taking us. You and I, we're we're on a road map uh, that has been written from the foundation of the world by the God of all knowledge, the God that is love. Amen. If you would open up your Bibles to the Old Testament, Psalms 100, and uh, then let's look at uh, Colossians chapter 3. And first lesson is chapter 5. Let's read a verse out of both of those in the New Testament to lay a foundation. Psalms 100 in the Old Testament. Colossians chapter 3 and first lesson is chapter 5. T- tonight I want us just to build on what the Spirit of God was working on our lives this morning about. And, and I want us to develop just an, um, a better attitude of gratitude, if you would. You, you and I... Uh, the, one of the traits of the last days that there was going to be a generation uh, that done things that was right in their own eyes and they were going to be controlled not by love but by hate. We're seeing it. We're, we're seeing it being manifested right before our very eyes. And so uh, as I was meditating on, on this uh, uh, about midnight last night, thinking about it, uh, you know, I got to th- uh, thinking about the different verses of scripture about, I've been thinking about this all week about being thankful. And I was thinking about how, you know, if, if you're thankful, if I'm thankful, we, we, we lose all that hate, that attitude of hate, you know, that tries to get in there and gets the con- controlling of us, tries to, uh, influence us, tries to limit us and all those things. That just goes by the wayside. And, and so, yeah, I, I think it's very important that no matter what we're looking at or dealing with, we need to be thankful. And, uh, and it's not a feeling, it's just simply an action, uh, that comes out, yes, Sister Michelle, it comes out of our life. And, and that action, uh, will change our atmosphere. Amen. All right. Psalms 100. Let's read verses 4 and 5. And then, like I said, we'll go to uh, Colossians chapter 3. But Psalms 100, verse 4, if you're there, say amen. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Verse 5, why? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations, even this last generation. Colossians 3.15, Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye what? Be ye thankful. First Thessalonians 5.18, First Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, give thanks. In everything, be grateful. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Sister Victoria, would you pray? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Victoria. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you uh, uh, for your faithfulness in the Lord and everything that you do. I want you to know that uh, you are uh, very important to, to God's plan. To, you have a destiny. You have an authorization and an anointing, gifting and a calling, and don't let anything steal you from it. Amen. Come on, stay one with that because he's going to stay one with you for sure. Amen. All right. So tonight, let's let's go back to Psalms here and let's look at some things and lay a foundation and work our way through what is, uh, I feel like, is the mind of the Spirit tonight. Just as you did and just as they led us in worship, that's exactly what we did tonight. He said, enter into his gates, verse number four, Psalms 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now, this word thanksgiving here, it's from a, uh, a Hebrew word, todah, 
and, and, and it's more, uh, uh, it's, it's a, an acknowledgement of who God is. In other words, when you enter to his gates with thanksgiving, uh, you're, you're saying God is worthy of my time. He's worthy of my attention. He's worthy of, uh, of everything about my life. And so I'm coming into the gate of the Lord. And in this case, it's this, this particular service, but tonight it'll be laying on your pillow. You know, in the morning, it'll be when you're standing there uh, brushing your teeth before the mirror, you'll enter into his presence because why? You carry the presence of the Lord. And so you have uh, that ability and that understanding as we ministered this morning that you're in cooperation, you're in partnership with the Lord and, and he's with you continually. And if you didn't get to hear that message, please go to the website or go uh, get on the Google podcast or... Uh, or iTunes or something and download that, share that because we want to get that message out because that's the mind of the Lord for this church uh, and we need to be walking in it because you're going to need that uh, those verses of Scripture to apply some things in the coming weeks. Amen? Amen. All right, so he said, Enter into the gates with thanksgiving and be into, the, and into his courts with praise. And then notice what he said. He said, Be thankful. Well, wait a minute. I've already come in with thanksgiving. Why do I need to be Thankful. So, uh, this is Yoda. Uh, this, this Hebrew word here is, and it means to, to, it's, it's not necessarily an attitude. Uh, it's an expression of action. It's to use your hands. And so I, I want you to think about everything that you do for the Lord. You know, like tonight, we were lifting our hands and worshiping the Lord. You had uh, Brother Justin on drums. You had Brother Corey on, on the guitar. They were using their hands. Uh, when when you uh, uh, reach out and you shake somebody's hand, when you pull them to them and you give them a hug, come on. When you hand out food, when you clean the church, when you when you all the things that you do in the name of the Lord, that's an act of worship. And, and so when you're doing that, uh, not only are you cultivating thankfulness in your own life, but you're showing that you're so thankful to be a part of the plan and the family of God. Uh, it, it's a witness. It, it's a, it's a, a ministerial tool that the Lord has put in his body, his church, to show everybody that he's alive and well. He's on the right hand of the Father, and he's working in and through his church. Amen? So you and I have got to be in that place where, we, yes, we have this, uh, we understand that we need to honor God and, and and protect that presence as we preached on this morning and we talked about that. But we need to be also in the place where we realize that everything that we do, we do it as under the Lord. And when we do those things, it's an act of our being thankful that we get to do something in Jesus' name. Think about that. God could have called anybody, but he knocked on your heart. He called you and he said, I trust you. I have faith in you. I have confidence in you. So I need to have that attitude that just covers every hateful uh, intent that the enemy would want to work in my life and through my life and let it be swallowed up. Amen. So we're going to do that. Now, notice what he said. He said, you and I can do this because we keep reminding ourselves that we're being thankful unto, mark it down in your Bible, unto him. Unto him. See, the devil wants me to concentrate on my struggle, on my situation. He, he wants me to concentrate on what I'm dealing with and think about that rather than thinking about the Savior, rather than thinking about the Lord. But he said that, that I could have this, uh, uh, thanksgiving in my life. I could be giving thanks. I could be thankful, have a, a attitude of gratitude back to the Lord because I realize it's not for what I'm dealing with, but it's that I'm holding the hand of the one that's going to take me through it. I'm holding his hand. He's holding my hand. And he said that Jesus out of his own mouth in John chapter 10 said, nothing could pull you and I out of the hand of the Father. Amen. So we can be thankful, but we have to be thankful unto him. In other words, don't let anything replace him. See, for years in my life, I didn't realize, I didn't understand when I got my mind on my trouble that I was elevating that trouble. That I was pushing that trouble up above Jesus. I was, I was putting more emphasis on it rather than Lord. And so I, I couldn't be thankful unto God because I was what? I was struggling with the trouble. I'm not meant to struggle with the trouble. Oh, come on now. You're not meant to struggle with the trouble. You're meant to just hand the trouble to Jesus and just be thankful that I am serving the one who has squashed all the trouble that the devil can bring in my life, that can bring in your life. Amen. So we're going to walk in that. We're going to walk it out. Why? Verse number five. For the Lord is present tense is good. 
Come on, we can be thankful because God is good. As we talked about this morning, don't let somebody shape your view of God. Don't let somebody tell you, well, God used to do that, but he don't do it no more. Well, God will bless these people, but he won't bless these. Come on, don't let anybody shape your view of God. You see God the way the Holy Ghost is bringing him into your life and let him get in a place in a position where you lift him higher and higher. When we get to the New Testament, you're going to see some things. You're going to see how by you and I coming in agreement with the word of God that we not only lift up Jesus, but because we're in Jesus and he's in us, we lift up our own lives. Amen. We ascend to some things. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Think about that. Even the generation of this, this last days, no matter how hateful it is, doesn't matter how confused it is, doesn't matter what they're dealing with, God still has mercy for them. Well, how's He dealt out His mercy? Through His church. Through His church body. Come on. You and I, we've got to be in that place, in that position where uh, we're being uh, used by the Lord to, to give people a hope, give them an option. Come on, the devil wants to put somebody in a corner like he had you and I at one time and say, you have no option. You've got to live in your sin. You've got to be controlled by your sin. You're going to not only be dominated, but you're going to die in your sin. No, we've got options tonight. And the option is Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And he has a grace and a mercy that will reach you wherever you're at and deliver you. Amen. That's why we can have this attitude. That's why we can walk in this truth. Now, Notice what he said uh, in uh, uh, let's, in First Thessalonians. We'll, we might go back to Colossians three, but I doubt it. First Thessalonians chapter five. Notice what he said there in verse eighteen. He said, "In everything, give thanks." Now, if I'm going to have that attitude, if I'm going to walk in that 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 gratitude, because that's what this see gratitude is an expression. Uh, that uh, is different from thankfulness. See, thankfulness is, is an expression that comes out in our actions and our words, but a gratitude is an expression of just, of, of you and I being in an atmosphere of being thankful to be saved. An atmosphere of being thankful to be delivered. An atmosphere of knowing that, hey, if God be for me, who can be against me? Come on, that's, that's what we've got to cultivate. We've got to see. I'll never be thankful until I learn how first to be grateful. And if I'm in that place where, I, like he says right here, and everything give thanks. And from the Greek, it says, and everything be grateful. If I'm in that uh, atmosphere, it'll change everything. So he said, in everything. So I, I've got some situations that, that I'm not too happy with tonight. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Well, so I, what I can do is I can look at that situation and, and, and I, I can let that determine whether I'm going to be have an attitude of gratitude. I can let that determine where I'm going to be thankful or not. Or I can say, wait a minute, I'm going to speak the word of God over this situation. I'm going to speak the word of God over this person. I'm going to speak the word of God over all the hindrances and the limitations that the enemy's trying to do. Because why? Because I know the word changed me. It is still changing me. And so if it's going to do that progressively in my life, then guess what? It can do that into somebody else's life. It can do it in the situation. So he said, in everything, give thanks. Now think about Paul and all the things and the struggles he went through. He was able to make this statement. Don't you know when the Holy Ghost moved on him and that, that breath of the Spirit of God come into him and he, he started pinning this out? That he, you know, he wasn't in a place where he felt like a hypocrite. No, he was in a place where he seen where he was at. He seen how hateful he was toward Christians. He seen how hateful he was toward the, the, the New Testament move and work of God because he didn't understand it. And he seen how God touched his heart and took him out of legalism and, and, and out of a doctrine that was dying and of the Old Testament and put him in the doctrine of the New Testament, the doctrine of grace and mercy and love. And he was able to what? He was able to give thanks. Come on, he lost everything in man's eyes, but he gained it all because he gained Jesus. Tonight, you and I, in everything we can give thanks. The world may come against you and it may look like you're losing, but you're not losing. Come on, you're gaining. You're gaining some things. You're being pruned and purged and God's showing you how faithful he is. He's showing you what he has for you. Amen. He said, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, let's look at a couple things here. Now, don't, don't get mad at me. We're just, we're, we're just talking about the Word of God together, okay? Um, God, by His Spirit, reveals Jesus to us 
at where we're at. He meets me right where I'm at. And as he meets me where I'm at, he gives me just a little bit more word that I can chew on. Come on. He gives me the meat of the word because, I, you know, in other areas, he's gave me the milk. But now I'm ready for some meat. So I start chewing on that. And it's a little hard sometimes to to assimilate that into my life. Um, it's not hard because uh, of the spirit and because of Jesus, but it's hard because that word causes my soul to be renewed. It brings my body into subjection. That's what's hard. And then I start walking that out. I start living that out. And as I start walking that out and living it out, then all of a sudden he puts his arm around me and he breathes his spirit in me and he gives me the next bite. Come on, and the next bite, and the next bite, and all of those things. And as I yield and work that word, as I walk that word out, he'll give me more, and he'll give me more, he'll give me more. He'll do the same thing for every believer. But if there ever comes a point where he gives me that word and I spit it out, he's not going to give me nothing else until I repent of that, and I take that word, and then I start walking it out. Now, why am I saying that? Because there's some situations in our life. I talk to a lot of people about a lot of different things. And one of the things they tell me, I can't hear from God. Well, there's one of two reasons why you're not hearing from God. Number one, either you're not listening. Number two, he's done talk to you and you have rejected what he said. And he's not going to give you something else until you pick up what he said. Now I'm talking to me. I, I, I reason why I can say this because I know it. Amen. I, I know what I'm talking about because I've done those things. And, and so it's not to get us under condemnation. It's just to get us in the place where we can what? Where we can hear what God would say and we can walk it out. He'll give us the power, the victory to do it. So if I'm not in a place where I can be thankful about something, I need to step back and I need to ask the Lord. Show me the word that I've laid down. Show me what I've misplaced. Show me what I've not appreciated. Show me what I've not applied to my life. And as he brings that revelation to us, and all of a sudden you and I can grab a host of it, and he's what? He's ready to walk with us. He's ready to take us to that next step. Now, I said that to say this, because so many times people, they'll say, boy, if I knew what God wanted me to do, I would do it. I've even made that statement myself. Really. What did he just tell us here? And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. You. See, if I'm not giving thanks, then I don't need to be asking God for deeper revelation. I don't need to be asking God about this and about that. I've got to come back and I've got to do the first works over. And when I do the first works, then I'm ready to hear what he would have me to do next. Come on, I'm talking about stopping some lies of the devil. I'm talking about putting the flesh under subjection and getting you and I in a place in a position where that hateful spirit that is going to start sweeping like never before. Come on, you're going to see some things happen inside the church that's not the true church that's going to be revealed. Darkness is fixing to be revealed. The light of the Lord is fixing to shine on some things and you're going to see some untimely figs fall. But I don't want you to be nervous about it. I don't want you to be discouraged about it. I want you to praise God. I want you to have an attitude of gratitude knowing that God is bringing to light the work of the devil that it has been a full church, that has been a hypocritical work of the enemy. It has nothing to do with who you are. Has nothing to do with who God is in you, but you've got to be prepared for it and you've got to be able to help those who are going to be hurt. Because there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, well, wait a minute. I've gave a lot of money. I've gave a lot of time. I've gave a lot of energy to this particular, uh, ministry and now it's, here it is. Well, you've got to be there to help them. Amen. I've got to be there to help them, to direct them and to show them why these things happen. Amen. All right. He said, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now notice, he said it was concerning you and I. So if I am not giving thanks about a situation, then I need to come back and I need to say, Lord, you just told me it was your will for me to do that. I don't feel like doing that. I don't know how to do that. I don't, not only do I don't know how, I don't want to, right? So help me to do that. So we got to finish the thought here. Look what he says. Verse 19, he says, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. In other words, you're not going to be able to have this attitude. I'm not going to be able to have this attitude if we're not in flow with the spirit of God. If we'll we'll say, Lord, whatever your spirit says, that's what I'm going to say. 
Whatever your spirit is putting in my heart, whatever your revelation you're bringing to me, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to walk it out. And notice what happens. He said in, in verse number 20, despise not prophesying. In other words, you're going to, as you're not quenching the spirit, but you're trying to speak what the spirit is saying, you're going to say some things out of your own life. You're going to have some brothers and sisters to speak some things in your life that you're going to, your, your soul is not going to like. Your mind, will, and emotions is not going to like. That's your soul. Your body's not going to like. But so what you've got to do, you've got to make a decision. No, wait a minute. This is the will of God. I'm going to hear what God's saying. I, I'm going to take what he's saying, uh, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to let it bear witness with me. If I hear something that doesn't bear witness with that spirit in me, then I'm going to lay it down. Come on. We, we don't pick up anything other than what bears witness. But when it bears witness, we say, wait a minute, I'm going to walk it out. And I'm going to be thankful about that. And when you have that attitude, the devil can't stop you. Amen. You're, you're in that great place uh, of, uh, of power and victory. Let's look at some things tonight. Let's see how we can change some things in our life. Go with me to uh, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, very familiar verses of Scripture. Uh, let, let me read just a little bit so we can get the thought in our heart. You know, this is talking about Abraham. Um, let, let's start reading for a second. Let's at least start in verse 16. Romans 4 and 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to the, to which them are, is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all. He's the father of faith. Verse 17, as it is written, uh, this is God talking to him, I have made thee a father of many nations. I've appointed you and before him whom he believed, even God whom quickeneth the dead and calleth. Those things which be not as though they were. So God calls things that are not as though they were. So I'm in a place, I'm in a situation, I'm struggling. I'm not thankful about a situation. I don't understand the benefit of it. See, everything that, that the devil means for harm, God can turn it to good if I'll understand God's plan in it, his benefit from it. God doesn't do it, but God uses it. Isn't that exciting? God can use it. And so... Here, God says, I'm going to call some things by name in your life. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they were. So I'm, I'm struggling in this situation, in this, uh, with this individual or with this, uh, matter, whatever it might be. I, I want to be very cautious. And, but, so I'm going to let God call some things. I'm going to let Him, uh, give me an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to let Him give me an expectancy to speak out of my life. And look what happens. Verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that He might become the Father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So you know, here, if you want to study this, you can look at Genesis 17 uh, and Genesis 15 and you, you study and you get the full thought of what's being said here to see how the old and the new come together. But uh, Abraham here, he what did it say? It said uh, that which was spoken. See, you and I, to be able to ever come in agreement with God, we've got to hear what the Spirit's speaking, and then we've got to receive it in our life, and we've got to speak it out. And so that's how I can be in everything give thanks, because I know that God's involved in everything. Why? Because I'm allowing them to be. Now, some people, they push God out of their life. And if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But you and I, we're believers. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that means that everything that we allow him to be involved in, he's involved in it. He wants to help us. He wants to encourage us. He wants to bless our lives and make us completely fruitful. But I've got to, I've got to hear what was spoken. Will you hear tonight what God wants to speak in your life? Will you hear what he wants to say? To you now. Here's how. Here's how we can do this. Verse nineteen, and being not weak in faith, because he was hearing the word. You and I, we were hearing the word, and being not weak in faith, he considered not. Now mark that down in your Bible. Highlight that in your Bible out. Here is your key to victory. If you're going to have an attitude of gratitude, if you're going to be thankful, if you're going to be able to use your hands in the things of God, if you're going to be able to protect that presence, that atmosphere of, of, of thankfulness, then you and I, we've got to be in the place where we stop looking at the problem. See, everyone, we, we, here's what people do. They, they, they'll get a promise. You and I will get a promise. And then somebody will say, yeah, but. 
Yeah, but. You know, you know uh, I've heard Brother Hagin talk about when he got the faith to be able to believe, to get up out, out of that bed. He, you know, been paralyzed 16 months. And, you know, and he said the devil was fighting him all the way when he was reading the word. What, what Jesus had done for him, the devil would say, but, but, there's no but in there. Let's don't put one in there. Amen. Come on, the Bible is true. God cannot lie. What He said will come to pass, but it'll only come to pass if I will be thankful, if I will believe it. Amen. I'll take it for myself. And being not weak in faith, He considered not His own body, now dead, when He was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, this word means uh, He considered not His own body. He didn't observe His body. See, we've got to stop looking at our situation. We've got to look at our Savior. See, I, I kept the, I kept praying for uh, a relationship to be restored, and I kept beating my head against the wall, and I kept, I was doing it the wrong way. I kept on and on and on and on, and one year turned into seven, and and all of these things has happened. And, and but when we do things God's way, when we change and we line up with Him, guess what? Everything just comes together. He's the God that is more than enough. So here, Abraham got the promise. He said, you're no longer Abram, but you're Abraham. God said it. He called those things that be not as though they were. And and so what did Abraham do? He looked at his new name. He looked at who God said he was. He didn't look at his body. He didn't look at Sarah's body. Come on, we've got to stop looking to things that the devil's showing us. He's going to show us everything that's dead, everything that's wrong, because he can, he knows if he can take away our thankfulness, he can stop the will of God. You and I, we, well, right now, there's some things in our life that we, we want to see God to be able to do, to accomplish. Let's just start thanking God like, like they're already there. Some of you are making some plans for some things. Well, instead of talking about the plan, instead of thinking about the plan, go do what you would do as if you had the plan in your hand. Because you've got it in your hand. You need to step out in faith and make make a way for it. Amen? If you and I, we want to do some things here in this church. Uh, thank God for talking about it. But after we talk about it, we just need to step out and to say, God, here I am. What do you want me to do? I'm going to do something. I, I'm going to do what you'd have me to do. And when we step out there, guess what? The, the provision, the promise, the power, it's already there. All we're doing is coming forth to it. It's not coming forth to us. It, we're stepping to where God's already made it available to us. And being not weak in his own, uh, in his own faith, in his faith, he considered not his own body now dead. So talk to those things. Talk to dead relationships. Talk to, to dead ideals. Talk to those things and speak grace over them. You know, I've, we've preached it many times. Abram, all he did to Abram and Sarai's name is add the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. He added grace. Grace. The number five is grace. He added grace to their names. And when God's grace is involved, productivity is there. Fruitfulness is there. Amen? That's what you and I want. So what? what the Bible never tells us what not to do without telling us what to do. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Now, I'm not going to hold you long. Look at verse number 1. So, Abraham, he did not consider his own body, but what are you and I to consider? Hebrews 3 and 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, who's he talking to? Talking to us, and he's talking to the church. He said, partakers of the heavenly calling. Come on. God called you and you answered. And now you've got a call on your life. You've got a destiny. You've got some things to do. Come on, hell's ready to be shaken by the Jesus in you. Amen? The heavenly calling. Now notice what he said. Abraham considered not his body. Here's what we're to consider. Consider the apostle and high priest of our our profession, our confession, uh, Christ Jesus. In other words, you and I, the same word, when I consider Jesus, I observe him fully. In other words, see, there's a lot of denominations. They say, I only want to see Jesus as Savior. I I don't want to see him as healer. I don't want to see him as baptizer. I I don't want to get into that casting out demon stuff. Uh, That's all archaic and all, all of those things. I don't want anything to do with that. I only want to see him as the lamb slain. Well, guess what? That's all they're ever going to see him as. 
Because see, you, you have the ability to put blinders on. I have the ability to put blinders on. Or we can ask the Holy Spirit to take everything that would blind us away where we can have a heart to observe fully Jesus. I want to see Jesus, don't you? I don't care what somebody else thinks. I don't care what man thinks, traditions and all those things. I want to see Jesus personally in my own life. I want to see that he's mindful of me, that he's my high priest. He's your high priest. Amen. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So what, what are you, how are you going to always be able to have an attitude of gratitude, carry this presence of, uh, uh, this atmosphere of thankfulness? How are you going to be able to do that? Because you're going to look in every situation and let Jesus be seen. You're going to make the choice. You're going to make the decision. Notice he said he was the apostle. Now, what does that mean? An apostle is, a, and you notice it's a capital A. It's not little a like Peter and, and, and James and all of that. It's the it's the original uh, apostle, Jesus. He's the ambassador with miraculous powers. Wow! That's your apostle. The one who is the, an ambassador means that he brings everything from his country. Every law, every rule, every rich, every promise, every provision. He brings it to where he's going. Jesus come to this earth to meet you. So he brought all of heaven to you. And if you had something that you had need of of an anointing, that's what a miraculous working power is. It is an anointing that will bring God's will, God's plan, God's understanding in your life. I can be thankful tonight. Yes, this is a mess, but it's not going to stay a mess in Jesus' name. This is a mistake, but God can fix mistakes. Amen? God can take a lie and He can turn it into the truth because He just takes the lie and just pushes it out of the way and He manifests Jesus, the truth, to us. And we embrace that and we reject that. Amen? Come on, we're talking about how we can change the way that we see everything. He is that apostle, that ambassador with the anointing. But not only that, look what it said, and the high priest of our confession. Now, the high priest, you, you and I, we could look at many Old scripture, Old Testament scriptures and look at what the high priest done uh, as far as uh, the, those after Aaron. But we're looking at the high priest of Jesus. So turn with me and, and let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, well, you probably won't even have to turn there. Look, go back to chapter two and let's read verses 17 and eight. It's probably on your same page. Hebrews two seventeen and 18. It says, wherefore in all things it behooved him. This is what Jesus wanted to do to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Come on, this is your apostle. This is your high priest. This is the one that you're considering. Because of him, you and I, we don't have to struggle with sin anymore. He's the answer to sin. His blood covers sin. I'm no longer, you're no longer separated from God. And I'm no longer ashamed. Come on, I'm a child of God. You're no longer ashamed. I can talk to God through Jesus by the Spirit about anything and all things. And I can have that attitude of gratitude because I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I once was controlled and dominated by my shortcomings. By my, 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 by just the feeling of being unworthy. Jesus said I was worthy. Jesus said, you are worthy tonight. Amen. And he done it for us. Look what it says. Get excited with me now. Verse 18. For in that he himself has suffered. Jesus suffered for you. Jesus suffered for me. Come on, I can be thankful. God loved me that much. For in that he hath suffered being tempted, he is able to secure, he's able to help them that are tempted. <laughs> wow! I don't know about you, but I'm tempted every day by something. I'm tempted to be negative. I'm tempted to be discouraged. I'm tempted to sin in some form or, or another. But I've got a promise here. I can be thankful because i got a helper. I got a helper. I got a Jesus who will what when the devil presents the sin, the opportunity, the temptation, the trial, the struggle. If I will not observe that, but I'll say, Lord, I want my eyes on you. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost will take my eyes, my spiritual eyes and turn them to the answer. Amen. Turn you to the answer. That's your high priest. 
Chapter four. Chapter four. Just a few more and I'm going to let you go. Look at, look at uh, verse 14. Hebrews four, 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Come on, he's not just a normal. He is a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Here's the second time. Let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast our confession. See, in other words, you and I, we've got to hold on to what we've said. Come on, when the Spirit of God brought a revelation to you, when when He showed you Jesus and He fed you that morsel of meat, the meat of the Word, you've got to hold on to it. Don't let the devil take it away from you. How does he take it away from you? He tells you, oh, it ain't going to happen. Or he brings another trial, another struggle, and he tries to get you and I to observe that rather than observing Jesus. And then we say, oh, well, I thought God done it. What did we just do? See, when, when you and I, when we confess the Word of God, you know what the word literally means? It means that you and I, that we are taking the covenant of God and we see that Word and we allow the Spirit of God to put that Word in our heart and we speak it out of our mouth. And the moment we speak it out of our mouth, it takes us, the Word means to ascend, it takes us to where the Word's at. So the moment that I come out of agreement with that, and then if I come in agreement with the one who is lower than a snake's belly, come on, I'm going in the opposite direction. So I, I got to be very cautious. So don't back up. If you can't say what God said, just ask the Lord to help you not to say anything. Amen? All right, now stay with me just a second. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So what do we do? Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That's what we were worshiping the Lord about. That's what we were talking about, about God's grace. So God has grace for your situation. He has grace for my situation. And Jesus is being through every struggle that you'll ever go through. And He done it for you. He done it for me. Now think about that. That means the devil knows all of my weaknesses. All right. So what did Jesus do? Jesus said, I'm not going to let him go to hell. I'm going to make a way for him if he will look to me. And so he took and he, it's hard for you and I to understand. But when it says that Jesus, as we look there in Hebrews chapter two, when he put on this flesh body, he put on every one of my weaknesses. Jesus did that for me. Come on, let that sink in. And Jesus knows what, how I think. He knows how I feel. He knows what the devil, how he can work a stronghold in my life. And so, in other words, when this trouble comes, if I'll come back to this place of grace, if I'll observe Jesus fully, Jesus is going to show me how he defeated the devil. He's going to show me how he walked on the devil's head. And guess what? I can look in the spirit and I can do what Jesus did because what he does is what I'm supposed to do. What he says is what I'm supposed to say. And I will have what he did. I will be able to do what he did because it's mine it's destiny amen come on we're talking about having this attitude of gratitude we're talking about carrying this presence of thankfulness because it's available to us amen okay real quick i know you're tired but i i i got to get this in your heart tonight you we uh the spirit of god brought this to sister johnny this morning let's put romans 8 16 and 17 on on the on the screen romans 8 16 i said romans matthew 8 16 here it's, it's a quoting from the uh, the book of Isaiah, and it says, "When the evening was come, they brought unto him, unto Jesus, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits. How? With his word, and healed some that were sick. Is that a misprint? Has God changed? Healed all that were sick. Verse seventeen. 
that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah or Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare. Everything that I'm dealing with, everything that you're dealing with, Jesus doesn't care to the cross. Amen? So he's got grace for me in my situation tonight. He's got grace for you in your situation tonight. All we've got to do is let him have it. And, and, and we've got to believe that and we've got to get it in our heart and speak it out with our mouth, right? All right, Hebrews 4.20. I'm, I'm, what is wrong with me? Uh, my mind is going a million miles an hour. Proverbs 4.20. Proverbs 4.20. Let, 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 let's understand about life and death. My son, my child, attend to my what? See, you need to give attention. You need to observe Jesus. Not observe your situation. I don't need to observe my situation. I need to observe Jesus. Attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Verse 21. Let them not depart from my eyes. Come on, I'm observing Jesus. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. Oh, but there's problem here. Uh, there's a fuss. There's a fight. There's a d- dissension. There's aggravation. Hatred's trying to soak in. No, no. Uh-uh. That's not, that's not getting my eyes off of Jesus. I'm looking at the one who loved me enough to die for me. I'm looking for the one who put on this same flesh, all of this uh, evil hindrances and limitations, just because he loved me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to him. Keep them in the midst of thy, what? Heart. Now hold that in your mind in just a minute. Verse 22. For they are life unto those that... So I've got to come to this truth. You've got to come to this truth. We're on a journey tonight. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. We haven't ate of all the table of God yet, but we're eating on it. Amen. We're coming to some truth. He said, come to them that find them and health to what? All their flesh. The word of God will change you. The word of God will change me. We've got to believe it, though, we, and we can't change what... I don't know how many times I've messed my, myself up because I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Come on, we've got to speak the same thing, amen? Verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. This word issues uh, from the Hebrew, it means the boundaries. The boundaries. I don't know about you. I don't want to be bound by this earth. I want to have the boundaries of heaven. I want to walk in my ambassador. Come on, the apostle and the high priest, don't you? In closing, let's close with two verses that everyone in here knows. But we, to be able to apply what we've just read, we've got to be able to read the verses. Romans 10 and 9. Romans 10 and 9. This makes a lot of people mad. There's a lot of people right now that's preaching so hard. I don't know why they just don't preach Jesus. But no, they want to preach against somebody. Uh, but they're, they're, they're coming against you and I believing that we can believe the Word of God and we can have what the Word says. Come on, be cautious who you listen to. Come on, let, let the Spirit of God lead you and guide you. And, and, and don't get caught up in something that will cause you to have mixed faith. Because mixed faith won't work. Come on, it will not work. O- only true faith will work. But what the Word says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. who's got a, Who's doing the talking here? Your pastor, your spouse, you are. Amen. You're going to have what you say. I'm going to have what I say. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now, who is the Lord Jesus? He's the apostle. He's the great high priest. He's the savior. He's the lamb of God. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the victor. He's the prince of peace. Come on. How am I seeing him? How am I observing him? Where are my eyes at tonight? And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You say, well, Greg, this is just talking about salvation. This is this works for every promise of the Bible, every promise of the Word of God. This is not just salvation. This this here is the 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 groundwork of how you're able to receive what God's promised you and I, what God has brought to us through His Son Jesus. You have to see what God's promised. You have to get it into your heart. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to help you write it on the table of your heart. And when you get it in abundance, all of a sudden, you can't help but talk. 
Listen to somebody. Whatever's on their mind, that's what they're going to be talking about. Whatever's in their heart, out of the abundance of the heart, Matthew 12, 34, Jesus said, the mouth speaks. So when you and I, when we keep talking about what God's done, rather than what the devil's done, come on, we're ready. We're ready. We're in that place to be able to receive. He said, thou shalt be saved. Now look at verse 10. For with the heart, man, no gender intended, man, woman, boy, and girl, believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So I can say what God says and I'll have what he's promised. You, you can say what God has said and you'll have what he's promised. But if we don't say what God says, we'll never have what he's promised. Amen. So what's the will of the Lord? The will of the Lord is that in everything you and I give thanks and everything that word thanks, like we said, is gratitude and everything that you and I are in a, in a state of gratitude. How are we in a state of gratitude? Because we know that God by His Son Jesus, through the Spirit, is working in every area of our lives. Come on, every area. I want to close, I want to read this to you. I, I printed it out because I, I didn't want to mess it up. This, th- this man wrote this. This is the first stanza of a, of a poem he wrote, but I just want to read you the first stanza. It says, Now we thank all of us, our God. With heart and hands and voices. So that's what we've been talking about. To use your hands, come on, your your attitude, your action, your everything about your life. Who wondrous things hath done, and whom his world rejoices. You know, um, this you, you read this and say, "Oh, that's a nice stanza. That that's, that sounds good." But let me read to you what was going on in this man's life when he wrote it. As he wrote this, he was fixing to die. But this is what had happened to him. His name was Martin Rinkert. He was a minister in Germany uh, 350 years ago. And um, in 1617, he got his first church to, to, uh, uh, to, to be the pastor over. It was his first and only church. He'd been there one year. And, and after he'd been there one year, the 30-year war broke out. His town was caught right in the middle. And uh, there were thousands killed. And then 20 years into his ministry, there was a plague that hit and 50 people a day died and he had to bury most of them. He lost his wife in this plague. And all, there was over 8,000 people that he had a part in their funeral. His labors finally came to an end 11 years later, just one year after the war. His ministry spanned 32 years, but only the first year and the last year had no conflict. But yet he was able to say, what? Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things hath done in whom his world rejoices. Come on. Why? Because he wasn't looking at his situation. He was had that attitude because he said, yes, everything's coming against me, but I know that in the end, something is going to happen. Something amazing is going to happen. His confidence and his hope was not in this world, but it was in Jesus and in the world to come. Amen? You and I tonight, we've got to be in that place where we, we, we say, Lord, I, I'm, I'm not going to struggle with this anymore. I'm going to give it to you. And if I, as I give it to you, as I unload that weight off my life, I'm going to be thankful. I, I, I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to be able to see Jesus like I've never saw him before. Ain't that what you want? That's what I want. I heard a lady say one time, she was testifying about her grandmother um, had shared a testimony that her grandmother had gave her. So we're talking about this was back several generations. And, and, And she said that she had been believing for her son to be uh, saved and 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 uh, to come into a walk with the Lord. Well, as she prayed and she done everything she could, that never seemed to happen. It seemed like the more she prayed, the wilder the son got, the more uh, rebellious he got, and all of these things. And then all of a sudden, something happened. In the, and we're talking about this is back in the. Uh, 
1800s, so they didn't have the medical science that we have today. So something happened to him physically. They didn't know what it was, but he was he was uh, in bad shape. And so in that light, as he was dealing with some things physically, his heart got to a place in a position where he could get born again. Well, she uh, was believing then for her son to be healed, you know, but that didn't happen. He died. And so the, the, some of the church people and the pastor was there at her house. And one of the masters said, um, are, are you mad at God? Because, you know, you've been praying that your son wouldn't die. She said, no. She said, I'm so thankful that my son got sick. He said, I didn't want him to get sick. But now that he did get sick and the devil tried to kill him, God used that sickness to make his heart soft. He accepted Jesus. He is in heaven now. I'm thankful that he's saved. He's in a place where there's no pain. She said, sure, I'd like to be walking with him in this life. But see, it's all in our attitude. The things are going to happen. You're going to struggle. You're going to go through things. But if you have that attitude that with Jesus, all is going to be well, it's going to be well regardless. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this group of people. Lord, I, me and Donna, we're so blessed to be able to have people of like faith. I believe there's not one thing that, that you would ask them to do that they would not do. And I thank you for that. But I ask you right now that you just bring clarity into each person's life. Because I know that there's certain areas that there's a little struggle. There's certain areas that the, that, that the enemy wants to keep a veil He wants to keep a a little bit of darkness in operation. And I ask that tonight be the night that by the power of the Spirit of God that you say let there be light, that 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 veiled what you've done, that it was rent in twain from top to bottom, that it be revealed in our lives like never before. Help us, Father, in Jesus' name to believe in the heart and confess with the mouth. Help us see that your words... If we will say what you say, that we'll have the boundary of heaven and not the boundary of our situation, not the boundary of the doctor, not the boundary of the bank, not the boundary of the lawyer, not the boundary of this world, but we'll have the very freedom that you designated us to have. We'll know the truth and the truth will make us free. Let it be, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come tonight? Make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I, I just want to rest in you. I just want to, I, I want to hear from you. I want to, I want to see some things. I want to observe you fully. I want to consider you rather than my, than my situation. I, I want to repent for looking at other things. And I, I, I want you by the power of the Spirit of God to get my eyes holy on you. Would you come tonight and let him help you in every situation of life? Don't be discouraged. Don't be reluctant. Don't be, uh, don't think about what's happened in the past. Look to what God wants to do right now, right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.